The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now we're joined by Professor Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin. Luke, good morning. Good morning, Pat. How's it going? It's going very well. Now, um, we haven't talked about COVID for some time, but we want to talk about various stories going around that some people might have um, heart issues after COVID. That's right. Yeah, it was, it was always there even two years ago, Pat. There was some evidence of heart damage during the infection. As we know, it's a lung disease, mainly it infects your lungs and your breathing is affected. But there was some evidence of heart disturbance as well. And now a big paper has just come out confirming that, getting a mechanism on how the heart is being damaged by this virus and then the possible long-term consequences. So it's quite important. And the numbers are high, Pat. One in eight people who are hospitalised will have evidence of some kind of heart damage, you see. So it's a significant percent of people would have this concern. Now, now that suggests that people who've had bad COVID, if you like, rather than, uh, I know your dose of COVID was mild, as was mine, uh, but it suggests that if it's one in eight of those hospitalised, that they were in hospital for a very good reason. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the severe end is what we're talking about mainly, you see. And, and the thing, the, the one in eight had heart failure. They had quite serious thing called myocarditis, you know. But even still, even a mild infection, not, not that you and I are suffering in this way, but, but a certain percent, even if it's mild, may have problems, you know. Now, we're talking things like irregular heartbeats. There's more and more evidence, increased risk of heart disease or stroke if you've had COVID, especially if you had other risk factors. And as you know, Pat, there's many risk factors for heart disease, high cholesterol, high blood pressure. If you combine that with the infection, now it's emerging that it is actually an extra risk factor for heart problems. And and one of the key messages is, by the way, if anybody has had COVID and they're worried about their heart, go and see your doctor because of this link. And that, that's one of the bottom lines from, from these studies, really. Now, you mentioned that the study outlines the mechanism by, by which the heart damage takes place. That's right, yeah. So they took autopsies, people who died of COVID. Again, we're, we're down the severe end, of course, but the severe end of, of samples were taken from people's hearts and it's all about calcium. So the heart, like every muscle in your body, needs calcium to work properly when it contracts, you know, calcium floods in. And it turns out the handling of that calcium was damaged by the virus. So that's, that's a, re- a really important finding because the virus must somehow then be getting into the heart cells, damaging these calcium calcium channels and now the heart elicits this, this kind of response. The second thing in, in fact, that have been seen, some of this have been seen before by the way, even, even in living people, the inflammatory process, which of course is what my lab is working on directly actually, inflammation in your body in response to the virus, that can damage the heart as well. So it seems to be a combination of probably direct infection and or inflammation driving these, uh, these damaging effects really. Um, so, so people, um, if they feel they might have uh, some heart issue, might be pain, it might be shortness of breath, it might be a, any number of things, they should get checked out. Uh, but also, can people know what their their baseline is for their heart health? It's it's a tricky one because obviously people, and there's some evidence you might get an increasing heart rate, say, during infection. That mightn't be anything untoward, you know, that, that can happen anyway, you know. Um, but the thing is, if you, if you feel anxious about it and you have chest pains and all those things, you should go and see your doctor anyway but especially if you're a bit younger then that would be slightly abnormal you know so it's really a case of just keep an eye on things and certainly if the more severe it is you better go and see your doctor quickly because there might be something happening you know and just just a bit really it's about raising awareness it's the British Heart Foundation have put out a big just literally this week a big thing saying look keep an eye on it and especially if you're in these high risk groups with high blood high blood pressure is a big one Pat of course and they've shown if you have high blood pressure and you get infected there's a lot more pressure put on your heart and you risk even more heart damage so it's mainly to do with people who've got other risk factors really
Now, what about vaccines and uh, heart effects? It is very important. So there is evidence, you see, and it's very extremely rare that the vaccines, the the RNA vaccines in particular, the Pfizer and Moderna ones, there's a very low incidence in young men of a thing called myocarditis. Now, now the numbers are really small, but it's 29 cases for every million people vaccinated in in the um, the 18 to 29 age group. Under 18, it was 11 in a million was the risk of this, and nobody died. But still, it is a feature, a very rare consequence of, of those RNA vaccines seems to be an incidence of myocarditis. It's so rare, Pat, that it wouldn't justify not using it because the risk from heart problems of getting the virus is much higher. You know, so it's, it's the usual risk benefit thing. But it turns out that the vaccine does have has a tiny risk of heart problems as well. Yeah. And, and the, the question is, can you get this myocarditis from other vaccines, you know, nothing to do with COVID? You can. Yeah. And what one study showed that they compared different vaccines and all the vaccines, to some extent, have a low risk of this. And it must be to do with your immune system. So, in other words, in extremely rare cases, the immune response to the vaccine irritates the heart a little bit. And again, it's low numbers per million, you know. So whatever's going on there, there's some immune thing happening. And, and you're right, other, other, other vaccines will do it. They think the reason why it seems to be higher with the COVID vaccines is scrutiny. They're examining it so closely. They've, they've come across these rare cases, if you know what I mean. But it could be common across all vaccines, this rare side effect. And as we've always said, Pat, every medicine comes with a tiny risk of something going wrong, you know, and it's the same with any vaccine, really. So uh, the, if you've got uh, both, you know, you've been vaccinated and you've also had SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, um, what are you more or less at risk of heart? Well, again, problems? it's amazing how many studies are coming out, Pat, on this. Literally, again, in the last few days, a big US study's just come out showing that if you're vaccinated and you've got things like type 2 diabetes or obesity, it absolutely lowers your risk of having severe heart problems. Now, now we knew already, Pat, that if you have those sorts of diseases, you're at high risk of injury from the virus anyway, you know, and a heart problem is one of the consequences. And that's why those people were given, remember, they were given priority about the diabetics and um, people mm-hmm. with obesity were given priority anyway during the vaccination campaign for this very reason. But now this massive US study, now the thing is, remember Pat, billions have been vaccinated. So it's a very data-rich area to look at. But that shows that vaccination will, will absolutely protect those people from the risk of heart attacks and damage that the virus itself is causing. And again, that conclusion was please, if you're in those high-risk categories, make sure you're fully vaccinated. Because it will decrease your risk of a heart attack or a stroke was the overall message there. Uh, Finally, Luke, what's the news on the pandemic generally? I mean, are we over it uh, in this part of the world, at least uh, using uh, the current variants as the the known threat, um, or in different parts of the world, is it still raging? Oh, it's it's still there. It's another virus, but I mean, the way to think of it now is it's jumped into humans, as we know. It's joined influenza and RSV as two major respiratory illnesses caused by a virus. It's just yet another virus that causes these things. But it's still relatively new, and we're learning, still learning things about it, so we're keeping an eye on it. The, the good news is, but of course, there's massive immunisation because of vaccination, and secondly, infection. And remember, the evidence is there that that combination is especially protective. So we're in a much better place, obviously. I think the next thing, Pat, is this inquiry, as you know, is going to have a look mm-hmm. at our performance as a country, which is a, an interesting topic, isn't it, to see how well we did. So we're going to be interested to see what the inquiry shows, and I suspect it's going to be relatively positive, actually, because Ireland did well. You know, We're the sixth best in Europe in terms of our death rate, for example. And of course, we're in the upper part for vaccination. We're with the Scandinavians, which is where we always want to be, you know. So overall, those two things showed Ireland did very well overall, you know. 
Yeah, I think the stain uh, will probably um, refer to nursing homes and yeah. people being taken out of hospitals and put into nursing homes. And, uh, you know, you'd staff going in who were going to different nursing homes because yeah. they weren't full time in any one and bringing infection from one to the next. And in spite of everything you were saying, um, no sign of an antigen test before going into work, yep, all that right. sort of stuff. Yeah, no, we, will, we need to get answers to those. There will be lessons there. For, and of course, remember, it was very much a moving target at the time. But then, then there was an inquiry into nursing homes, as you may know, but before, which revealed these flaws that had happened. You know, So the, the key thing is to learn from them, isn't it? And, and get ready, sadly, for the, the risk of the next pandemic that will be coming down the track. You haven't any seen that on the horizon, I presume, Luke? Because well, we'll, that's one of your jobs, we'll isn't it, to, to be scanning the scientific it horizon? Is. That's exactly what our job as the co-advisory group. We're looking at this, and, and the bird flu is a concern, but I mean, we must do it next, actually, yeah, because um, there's, there's the worst ever outbreak of bird flu in the world at the moment. And now it's in birds, obviously, you know, but there is some evidence it can jump into humans. It's got a 50% mortality in humans, this one, Pat. So now if it mutates and gets much more troublesome, then we're going to be in a different, difficult situation, you see. So it's, again, it's been looked at very closely, obviously, because we're very alert to these things, aren't we? But, but the bird flu is the current one to watch, basically. On that cheerful note, <laughs> Luke O'Neill, <laughs> Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.